through them quickly just to get an idea of what's what, what's being discussed. But I think they're not so relevant now, Locha, and uh, therefore we will hopefully manage to cover a bit of ground and then head towards the end of the sermon for the next Shem Hashem. So see if you We've learned Ches and Tes. We learned that before Yom Tov. Now see if you Dvash Devoirim. Bees honey. Dvash Devoirim. Bees honey. Hari hu kesha dvash, ve'enay mavarech ad shahako. So dvash devarim bees honey is the same as date honey, and the bracha is shahako. And the bracha is shahako. The what's interesting is in the way the mechaba puts together dvash devarim. The reason why dvash devarim is shahako because it's the same as shah dvash. Now, if you would have asked me, I would have said that dvash devarim is more reason to be shahako than dvash tomorrow. But yet the Mechabah seems to put together Dvash Dvarim is Shahakul Keshadvash. And therefore you make a brach of Shahakul. Ainayala Keshadvash, Harihu Keshadvash, Vainimabarakala Shahakul. The Taz makes it even a little bit more complicated. The Taz makes it is a lot of noise. The Taz makes it more complicated. The Taz doesn't seem to make a word of sense. The Taz says Harihu Keshadvash Nisbaya Lael Basiman Resh Base Sif Ches. There's no difference if the honey is extracted by pressing, by crushing the dates, or by the honey flowing out on its own. You still always make a shahako. The reason why there's no difference when it comes to date honey, the reason why there's no difference when it comes to date honey, good evening, Mr. So we're discussing Simon Reish Dalit Sifyud, where the Mechaba tells us, Dvash Devoirim, honey from bees, has the same brach as honey from dates, and the brach is Shahakul. And the Taz seems to go off on a tangent on something which is not relevant to our Lacha. He says, Nisailel Besimon Reish Beis Sifches, De'en Chiluk Beinim Yoitzim Memele, Oeli Dekisisha. There's no difference if the honey extracted, now Simon Reish Beis is talking about the honey extracted from a, from a date. And there's no difference if it, the honey comes out of the, date by itself was extracted through pressing but the reason why there's no difference is inside the honey which comes from the dates there's no tam hatmorim that's the view of the rosh that there's no tam in the juice that comes out of a fruit it doesn't have the tam of the fruit in it it's just the juice itself and therefore doesn't take on the bracha of the fruit. So therefore honey, irrelevant if I pressed it, or relevant if it comes out by itself, naturally flows from the dates, I will always make a shahakul. And you can't compare it to cooking fruits and other, uh, dates and other fruits. Then we would say that the juice, the liquid of the cooked fruit, according to the rosh, yeah. would be, according to the rosh, would be a baripriya eight. Why? Says Arash, because cooked fruits have the time inside it. Non-cooked fruits, pressed fruit, doesn't have the time inside. A difficult Rosh, but that's the shit of the Rosh. The Mechaber there quotes a Rajbo as well. Why the, the Taz here just talks about the view of the Rosh and doesn't mention the Rajbo? Questionable. But the question on the, on the Rajbo, on the Taz is much greater. What's he giving us a whole Arichas here on date honey? Who's talking about date honey here? We're talking about bees honey. 
We're talking about honey from bees. And then he goes off and gives us a whole, whole, whole shtickle tear on you should know. Date honey, by the way. Date honey is, makes no difference. If you press it, you don't press it. It comes out by itself. And you have to know why. Because the Rosh says that in, in, in Dvash Tamarim, there's no Tam Hat Tama there. What's that? What's it relevant to see Yud here in Simon Reish Lava? There's absolutely no relevance. We know that Dvash Tamarim is Shahakul. Why is Shahakul is Ein Simon Reish based? And all the Machabas telling me over here is that Dvash Devarim is the same Allah as Dvash Tamarim. End of story. So what's this business? What's going on here? Why do I need a Shtikl Tari from the Taz? So there's two ways to learn this Taz. If you look in the Yad Ephraim, if you look in the Yad Ephraim, he actually adds an extra line into the beginning of this Taz. Where the Taz, the other frame and your print is in, is in the top left hand corner. Top left hand corner. If you're on the right page, it'll be the top left hand corner. <laughs> you should be, no, you should be on that page, that page there, top left hand corner. There, there where your finger is, there, there, the other frame. Oh, right. There we go. There's a little other frame there. Have you got it? There's a nice hand inside the Taz, so, so there's gotta be a other frame. You have a hand in your Taz? You haven't got that? Okay, so I'm going to read you our Yad Ephraim. I don't know if you, maybe you haven't got this Yad Ephraim, but we've got it. <coughs> and yours is on the right hand side, but is it the right one? The one on, on our, our Taz? I'll read you out my Yad Ephraim. Anyway, he says like this Kishadvash. And then he adds in this line. So you, you have the Deba Maskal of the Taz, Harihu Kishadvash. And then he adds in a line. Ulleinian Shadvash. Tomorrow, Nisbaya, Leel, Basim, Reish, Base. And then he just goes off on a tangent. The Taz here means to give us just a reminder in case you've forgotten the halachas of Dvash Tomorrow. So he adds in a line here. Ulleinian Shadvash. Tomorrow, Nisbaya. You're right. I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going to discuss the halachas of Dvash Tomorrow, which is not really relevant to our here, but since the Mechaba mentions the Vash tomorrow, I'll talk about Vash tomorrow. That's how the Yad Ephraim learns Pshat in the Taz. However, the Prima Godim, so you don't need to turn, but David, you've got the Prima Godim on the page. I like that Shulchan Ar, you know. You've got the Prima Godim on the page. If you look in the Prima Godim in Sif Kotin Yud Gimel and the Mishnah says Zov, the top, top of the page, right hand Mishnah says Zov, Sif Kotin Yud Gimel, you got it? Fantastic. So I'm going to read it out to everybody so you can listen. And when I get stuck, David's going to help me. Hare, I am Taz. Now he says, he's explaining this Taz. What does the Taz want from tomorrow? Me? Listen to what he says, a fascinating thing. Av al-gab, the mevi'in mi-peiros. Where does the Vashtomorim come from? Flowers or peiros. Av al-gab, the mevi'in mi-peiros. Even though they bring the honey from peiros. Mikal mokoim, me-peiros, v'loi bishel, l'chuli alma, that's what the Taz is telling us here. The Taz is not talking about date honey. He's talking about bee honey. And he says, with regards to bee honey, Nisbaya Le'el, the Simon Reish base. Do you know why the Machabah says Dvash Devarim has the same Allah as Dvash Tomorim? Because Dvash Devarim is Dvash Tomorim. That's what it is. It's equal to Dvash Tomorim. It's the nectar coming from a fruit or from a flower. Therefore, it cannot be better than Dvash Tomorim. If Dvash Tomorim is Shahaka, why? Because in the, the liquid that it's extracted from a fruit, it doesn't have the time of the fruit, and therefore it's considered an entity in its own right, a Shahaka. So Dvash Tomorim will also be Shahaka. Fascinating shot in, in, in the Taz. Fascinating shot in the Taz. If I had a flower, would you do it right? If you had? 
If the flower was edible, you might. We're going to learn in a minute all about rose, roses, what broccoli make on, on a rose petal. The, 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 the prima garden doesn't say it comes from flowers, it comes from pears. Af agav de mevin me pears. And that's how the notes came in. They bring it from pears. I don't know what that means. But he's learning Pshat in the Taz. The Taz is discussing the the wording of the Mechaber. Why the Mechaber equates Dvash Dvarim to Dvash Tomorim. And he says because Dvash Dvarim is Dvash Tomorim. It's Dvash from Payers. And I have to understand why Dvash of Payers is Shakal. Do you know why? Because there's no time of the Payers there. So now I understand why Dvash Dvarim is also Shakal. Because otherwise, if Dvash Tomorim would be Ha'etz, then maybe Dvash Dvarim would also be Ha'etz. Chidish Nifla. Chidish Nifla in the Taz. That's how the Prima Godam learns shot. Not like the other frame. The other frame doesn't like that. Maybe because he, he knew a bit more about uh, bees honey. He knew where bees honey comes from. I have no idea. And if he adds an extra word, Ule Indian, this if cotton of the Taz has got nothing to do with our halacha here. It's purely an explanation in Dvash Tomorrow in Simon Reish Base. Difficult shot because what? Why did the Taz say it over here? Prima Godam is also difficult because I wouldn't have learned Dvash Tomorrow, Dvash Devarim as being yeah. equal to Dvash Tomorrow. I mean, you know more about these things than I do, Professor, don't you? No. No? Okay. It doesn't come through, does it? But the Taz says it would be, maybe Hadoma. Maybe Hadoma. Maybe, maybe. Very difficult. Why is it Kasha? Well, that Gemara says, oh, it's more disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to take it so far and say that yeah. it comes, it originates from a, a flower, or from a tree, or from a fruit, and if it should be her eight or Adama, etc., and it isn't because it's got no time, is, is a Chiddush to learn in the Mechaber, but that's how the Prima God learns. See if you're We need a bit of help here, Professor, in, in translating the words. Chavushim. Chavushim. I didn't realize uh, you've also got the same one. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll start with you next time. Chavushim. Chavushim is quinces. I don't know what quince is. What is it? A type of a. Uh, type of pear. Is it quince? Type of pear, yeah? Type of pear? You can get orange. Little orange, little pear? What is it? I can't hear you have to shout, Michael. A cross between an apple and a pear. Does it taste nice? You have to eat it cooked. Okay. You make quince jam, really? Can't buy it in moisture, can you? Not in Russia. Chavushim, perish, min peri, kudunayv, belaz. Anybody idea what kudunayv is? Kudunayv? Anyway, we assume it's a quince. Oi, gindash. Anybody know what gindash is? No professor, no idea what gindash is? Yeah, right. No or, oi, vrodim. Vrodim is rose. Yeah. Now, we assume the rose petal. Yes. Vishamini vasovim. And different, other different types of fruits and grasses. Shemer kochim bidvash. That one sweetens and spices with honey. That means they're not really edible on their own. These chavushim are not clearly are not edible on their own. But what you would do is that you would um, cook them or spice them, cook them with honey, spice them with honey, and then they become edible because be you. Hips. Sorry. It could be rose hips. What's gindish? No, the rose. Oh, rose hips. It could be rose hips. What's a rose hip? What does it look like? 
After the flight, there's a little berry on there. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's called the rose hip. Yeah, and the grove of beer. Well, we're going to see in a moment whether you're right or not about that. You're not sure. So you have to hang on tight. Keep hang on tight. Hang on tight. Hapeus, now these fruits seem to be non edible on uh, neat or uncooked, not just even cooked, then without mixing in some honey and some sweetener into it, they're not really. Is that right, Quince? You try and eat Quince without any honey in it, without making it to jam, probably won't be taste very nice, right? Very, very sour. Very sour, so you have to add a lot of sugar into it. Do you like Quince's, by the way? Really? I must, uh, I must get my wife to come here once, because we don't have any of this stuff in our house. You don't run yours or not? Oh, I thought I was going to be abnormal here. <laughs> Quincy, I'm sure you can get where from? Sainsbury's? Did they really? What do they look like? Like a, like a cross between an apple and a pear? You ever eat them? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not much better than I am then. Anyway, these are fruits and vegetables and grasses which are, are only eaten when they're when they're not just processed when they're, they're what's the word in English they're sugar coated they're what's the word candied candied yet we still consider the fruit and the grass to be the primary food here and the honey is considered the secondary fruit, the secondary food here and therefore we make a bracha on the fruit and the grass of and and we do not make a bracha on the honey even if the fruit or the grass is crushed, we still, and then honeyed, and then mixed with honey so it should become edible, we still only make a brach on the fruit and the grass, and we do not make a brach on the honey. You make a bracha on the chavushim, the cherry, on the uh, quinces, the gindash, I actually think gindash is a cherry. The gindash, does that make sense? Then some sour cherries are very not edible on the road. Cherry what? There's a candy cherry. Glassy cherries. Glassy cherries. Candy cherries, yes. But I don't know what they like when they're not glassy. They could be they're edible. But here we're talking about here a cherry that's that's sour. That's not really edible. So the bracha you'll make on, on a glassy cherry it will be boripriates. While shalasovim on any grasses you'll make a boripriadomo. You'll make a boripriadomo despite the fact that you can only eat it together with a dvash. While shalvrodim and on the rose boripriadomo. You'll make a boripriadomo. You'll make a boripriadomo. Hagah v'chol merkachas she'en brian regilim boy elalarufuah and any candied or spiced fruit or vegetable that or grass that's not really a food for healthy people but only as a medicine then you'll make a bracha shahakal then we'll say that the honey becomes the primary ingredient and the vegetable or the fruit is the secondary ingredient and I'll make a bracha shahakal so it'll change depending on the purpose of why you're eating it let's leave the taz for the moment because the taz is a very nice long taz we've actually come across this taz 
a bit earlier, Simon Reish Gimel, when we learned the Magna Vorm, Simon Reish Gimel. This Taz is a Taz which disagrees with the Magna Vorm, Simon Reish Gimel. But if we have time, we'll come back to the Taz. Let's just focus on the Magna Vorm for the moment. Magna Vorm says, Chav Beis, Chavut Ksushim which is very difficult when the Mechaba tells us even if it's Kesushim B'yesa that you still make a bracha Beri Priya Eitz or Beri Priya depending on what the candied item is is it a fruit or, or a Hadoma item the reason why it's difficult is because we learned the Mechaba earlier and that's where the seminary space the end of seminary space where the Nosekenim struggle to understand at what stage does it retain its bracha if it's completely not Recognizable, then it doesn't retain its bracha. It loses its bracha and it becomes a shackle. So, at what stage does it retain its bracha and when does it lose its bracha? And here the Mechavah tells us, Kesushim Beyesa, it still retains its bracha. So, the Mechavah is going to try and put that together with the Halach and Simon Reish base. And he says, Vedafka, Shenika Muhusay Betoyeroi. You still have to remain that it's Nika Muhusay Betoyeroi. Avalim Nifsida Surasay. Atsmi, if it's completely lost, it's I don't know how you want to say the word surasay ha'atzmi. It's not surasay. Surasay ha'atzmi. Like com- completely lost its natural uh, its natural state. So it's not recognizable at all. The mavarich shahakil. And that is why, as we mentioned, if you remember the time we mentioned when we were talking about these date bars, where there was a big shail in halacha, whether these date bars are shahakil or ha'etz, and a lot of the poskim want to take on it. It's uh, it's shahakil because it's not recognizable. I don't know if that's not called recognizable. It's just a date crushed. Squashed. So it's really squashed. But it's a date squashed. Is that called not recognizable? Ksushim Biyasa is still called recognizable. Ksushim Biyasa is still called recognizable. It's got to be where it's nifsadot surasayho atzmi. It's got to be completely lost its surasayho atzmi, its natural state. Very hard to know. Very hard to know. But Kaponim that Magnavram is telling us when the Machab says that even Ksushim, you have to remember there's a line that you mustn't cross. It's got to be Kesushim where it's a little bit recognizable. It's still Shanika Mahusay Vatayaroi. Mahusay Vatayaroi. But not that you've lost its Surasay Hatsmi. Exactly what that line is, I can't explain to you. But somewhere there's a, 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 a point where it moves away from being crushed and. and mashed potatoes. And, well, mashed potatoes. Is mashed potatoes lost Surasay Hatsmi? Surasay Hatsmi. Mishnah says yes, but, but it's, it's not so straightforward, is it? Sorry? Yeah. yeah, add your butter into it, even though it's not sure, so you still add your butter into it. And, uh, but commercial cost of a similar space seems I'm back. Because these things here, this is the normal way of eating them crushed. Like it doesn't make a difference, because if, if it's lost its, its surah, then it loses its status. Even that's the normal way. But I'm actually Satishon. The Dafka Keshini Mukhoi Legamri Mabakashakal. And the Magnavram goes even a stage further. Even if it's lost its Surasayatsmi, that's not enough to lose its original bracha of Bari Priyadon, Bari Priyat. It's got to be Nimukhoi Legamri Mabakashakal. And that's why the Bishasa says it's Ksushim Bayesa. And it could be, he even means when it's completely crushed that it's lost its Surasayo Atsmi, as he calls it. But it's not Nimukhoi Legamri. So the time when the Brachi gets lost is when it's nimuchay legamri. I don't know if you can call, talk about date bars as nimuchay legamri. It's very hard. Do we say that? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Applesauce. Applesauce. Yeah. Lost sirasi asmi and it's nimuchay uh, legamri for sure. For sure. Unless you see bits of apple in it. Unless you see real bits of apple, which are recognizable. Yeah. 
That means the the, the uh, mince and the mixer didn't work properly. Yeah. Then you have to get it correct. But it doesn't have to be applesauce, it can be any compote. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, rhubarb yeah. And, and plum. That's also nice, no? It's got to completely disintegrate, yeah. Nimuche legami. Verodim. Verodin says the Morgan Avram, Missive Cotton, Chav Gimel, Verodim, Heino Rosen, Veloshen Ashkenaz. Rosen, Rose. In German, is that right? Rosen is Rose? Yes. Now he's asking a question. Why do we say on a Verodim, we make a bracha of Boyeprihadoma? It grows on a tree. The Verodim grows on a tree. So he says, Kibben, the Zera Shalohem, who Ikah Peri, Ha'alim, Heim Ha'prochim. Therefore, I Simresh Besi Vov. In Simresh Besi Vov, we discuss the caper bush. And we learned in there in Simresh Besi Vov that you, when you have a tree that has a number of edible parts to it, the primary fruit always takes on the brach of Bayapira Aids, and the secondary parts of the, tr- of the tree will always be Bayapira Domo. Therefore, says the Magnav Rom, when we talk here about Vrodim, which we are going to, you're going to, um, cover in sugar, cover in honey, you're going to candy, we're not talking about the Zera Shalem, which I imagine means the rose hip. Yes. But rather we're talking about the Alim, yes. which is the Prachim, the petals, and you're eating the petal here. And by eating the petal, you're now eating the secondary part of the tree, not the primary fruit of the tree, the secondary fruit of the tree, and since it's only the secondary fruit, it go, drops down a stage, it drops down the Madrigian Bracha, and it's not the Bracha Bari Puri anymore, and it's the Bracha Bari Puri Hadomo. So I think it's very clear that the Mogan of Rome is learning that it's not the rose hip. Yes. Agreed? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I like that. I'm really doing well today. <laughs> Though I've never seen candied rose petals. Have you ever seen candied rose petals? Have you ever, maybe you're more into exotic fruits than anybody else. Have you ever seen candied rose petals? Also not. No, Shvacha Maishas here. Some Fushra Vachaba, there's such a thing as candied rose petals. I mean, I have a rose bush in my garden as well. But I've still never eaten a candied rose petal. Ever tried? Eating them. Iron, Simon, Reish, Beis, Sivov. Chain. Halundra. Halundra. I don't know what Halundra is. Anybody know what Halundra is? My list of words, which I have uh, at home on all the different translations of these strange fruits and vegetables, doesn't have the word Halundra in it. So I don't know what Halundra is. I think the Mr. Bruce's Halundra is uh, Belosh and Ashkenaz, but I'm not sure what it is. V'chein Halundra. V'chein Halundra. Mavorech Bairi Priya Hadoma. De'ikka Peri Heim Hagadgadonios Ashchoyos. So the primary fruit is the black cherries. So the halundra must be a different part of the tree. I don't know what it is. Must be some sort, some part of the the, the, the leaf or something which you use of the cherry 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 tree. I don't know what cherry bush looks like. What does it look like? It's a berry, like a bush. Like a bush. The cherry tree is a tree. The cherry tree is a tree. tree. Yeah, a real tree. So what's good? Gdonia Shchayris. They're black berries. They're black cherries. They're black cherries. Black berries. But they may not. They may not be. They may not be a cherry. I'm talking about. You may be calling them cherries because they look like it. Is it a tree or what? It's a berry on this. There's some part of the bush. I don't know. Gdonia is a cherry. I think it's a berry. I've no idea. You sure? Gdonia itself usually means cherries, but I don't know. The Devonis. Not sure. Maybe a berry, so some sort of blackberry, and, and the lundra is a different part of the tree. 
or the, the petal of the of the the, the uh, this blackberry bush. Now comes along the Morgan the Morgan with a question. If I take a Brodin, now this is a Kiddish of the Morgan of Rom, which the Mishnah Paskins Dalocha, and he's basing it on this Machaba. Since the petal of a of a rose is not edible, not if I not not neat, not uncooked, and not cooked, it's just not edible. I can't eat a petal of a rose. And the only way it's Possible to eat it. Elim came with shalom imad dvash because when I eat it with a honey, I'm merely eating honey, and I'm going to swallow it down with my honey, a bit of a rose petal. I don't know why they bothered doing it, but Rice Tracy did, and and that way I can eat it. It's not an edible. It's not an edible part of the tree. So why am I making a brachah at all? Imkain havle dvash ikur. So the dvash should be considered the primary primary ingredient here. The brodim should be the secondary ingredient. And I should make shako. Why does the mechaber tell me I should make a bari pre hadamo? Says the morgen of Ron we have learned in previous halachas, and we'll learn again in, in, in the next simon, it comes up time and time again in Hilkas Brachas, that you can have two different types of fruits and vegetables. You can have a fruit which is edible as a neat fruit, there's a fruit coming off a tree, it's edible without being cooked, then the primary means of eating is as a uncooked if I then cook it goes down on madrega, loses its status on creates. if I have a vegetable which can't be or fruit which can't be eaten raw, but can <coughs> only be eaten cooked, then the primary achila is considered when it's cooked, when it's cooked. so it is only when it's cooked, before it's cooked Fine. So that we understand. But that says a Morgan of Rom, and that's a Morgan of Rom understood in this question, that only applies to fruits that I either eat uncooked or I eat cooked. Cooking is a normal process of eating a fruit or vegetable, and if that's the means of turning this inedible fruit or vegetable into something edible, then that becomes the primary means of, primary process of eating it. And therefore the brocha is now when I cook it. But if I start doing some other Transformation to this fruit or vegetable to turn it into an, into an oichel. It's not edible in its own right, and it's not edible even when I cook it. So it's a normal means of turning something into something which is inedible into something edible doesn't exist here. But I found a new method, and it's called swamping it with honey, drowning it in honey. That's not a, that's not a transformation of the actual fruit which therefore should allow me to consider this the means of eating the fruit and I should make a brachal by creates this is called eating honey with a bit of a bit of a berry inside it <laughs> says the Magna Vrom, no you're right that it's different to cooking and you're right it's not the same as a, a fruit or vegetable that can't be eaten raw and can only be eaten through the cooking process that would be considered its primary purpose of, its primary type its primary achila this is also even if I can transform a fruit or vegetable or a leaf or whatever it may be and that's the normal way that I eat it by transforming it through another method called drowning in honey that's enough to be considered this is its primary achila but you can understand the shakla v'tari in the Magna of Rome while the Magna of Rome wasn't so clear about that and do we say this is considered honey or do we consider a verit when a verit doesn't have any normal means of achila other than drowning it in honey and therefore he had the shakli v'tari and he paskins he says pshat in the mechaba the mechaba holds it. it's not a halacha in bishul which allows you to which allows you to transfer the Shem Achila from when it's raw to when it's cooked. 
not did in Bishul. Any other transformation to a fruit or vegetable that turns it into something edible and that's the primary way you eat it, that's considered its Ikka Achila, and then that, that's when the bracha is attached to it, the bracha And therefore, Vradim, even though it's not edible, they're not edible on their own, not cooked and not raw, and only through honey, but that process of honey is now its Ikka Achila, and therefore, make a bracha Big Chiddush. Mishnah Baruch finds this such a Chiddush that he actually quotes this whole piece of Mogan of Rom. He quotes a Kasha and he quotes a Teretz because he's bothered. You know, he, he understood that you open up a Mishnah Bura, you open up a, a, a Mechaba without any Magna Vramataz on the page, which is what Mishnah Bura is, you're going to be stuck, you're going to struggle. How can I eat the Varadim? Why should it be Shaka? It doesn't make sense. He found it necessary to, to he liked to, Mishnah Bura always liked to quote the, the minimum he needed to quote, right? He's writing a safe, he doesn't want to fill it up with unnecessary information. But he found this, this piece of information necessary to put in there because without it, it becomes very difficult to understand Mechaba. I said charcoal. When I was talking about the broccoli and the did I? Alright. So it's on tape, so we can always reverse it. It's milk is a bit liglier. No, but one second. Those honeys don't have the, the petal inside it. Does that make a difference? Sure. Oh, yeah. Here we're eating the petal, which is it's coated, it's candied. It doesn't matter. If I put the petal in the honey and I leave it there for, for six months and then I take it out and I'm just eating honey, of course I'm eating honey. There's no shadow. Something which is only in it and, and given for time, which we're going to see in seafood base, is definitely not called the ikka. It's got to be the mamoshes. It's got to be there. Then the Mokhram tells us the refuah. Kshisa, like shisa. Shisa is this uh, drink that they would make out of water and, and I don't know exactly and flour. Then the broch is shahakel. The havak mechameshis aminin umavarik shahakel nislumek shahakel. Why? Because its primary reason why this is machlekes v'shein matelam shat in shisa. But it's the the main reason why you drink shisa is for refuah purposes. And therefore, you don't make a bracha on the mezainas, you make a bracha on the shahakal. Others say shisa is a drink, and that's why you make a bracha shahakal on it, not because it's lerfua, because it's just a drink, it's shisa. Shisa comes in the word shasia. The, the proportions of liquid to the flour were far greater liquid to flour, and therefore it was a, dr- it was a drink. And a drink, even though it's a mezaina, even though it's got flour inside it, it's still only a shahakal. That's a big machlek, it's a shayna, hat, lem, shat, and shisa. But the repasking the shisa is because of refuah, and therefore the machab, the remote tells us here that the same would be, a, it would be, it would, would apply to all merkachas, any candy fruit. Shehem b'riin, shehem b'riin, yugilim boy, el refuah, merachim, lav shakal. The shemen alidea nigrin. Now, the taste the, the mogna rams, um, Beautiful question. We've all learned the Gemara in the beginning of Masech, the beginning of Ketzad Mevachin, where the Gemara talks about Shemen, which is really Shemen Zayis, is Bari Priya 8. The Gemara asks the question, how do you ever get a case of Shemen Zayis, which is Bari Priya 8? There's no such thing, because if you drink it neat, Azuki Maski, if you're going to eat an Anigrin, and Anigrin's the Ikkah, and the Shemen Zayis is the Toffel. So the Gemara says, no, there's one scenario where the Shemen Zayis is the Ikkah, and the Anigrin's the Toffel, and that is when I'm drinking the Anigrin, the Rafur, when he has a sore throat. In fact, the Mokhan of Rome, we've just learned now in the Mechaba when I'm drinking something for Rafua. Then we say, what? Since it's not a real Eichel, you make a Brachish Drinking or eating for Rafua is not considered a Achila enough to give it its original status of a Bari Priyadama, Bari Priyadama, whatever it may be, or even a Mazainus. And yet, when it comes to Shem and Zayis in our Negrin, we allow you to make a Brachah Bari Priyadama on the Shem and Zayis, even though I'm drinking it for a four. Why is that different to all the other Rafuas? Says the Morgan of Rome, there's a slight difference. The Shem and Zayis are shiny. Sh'af ha-brim regilim b'kach. 
Because even healthy people drink amnigar and ali with, with shemazayas in it. But when a, a, a healthy person drinks it, then the primary ingredient is the beets. When he's drinking for a fuhr, then the main ingredient is the shemazayas. That's why the bracha changes. But since the, this oichel is an oichel that is eaten and drunk by healthy people as well, therefore I don't consider it a Med- a medicine, I consider it a food, and when the main reason why I'm drinking is for the Shemin Zayis, I'll make a bracha by a on the Shemin Zayis. So the Bishyasim in Bedek Abayis writes on this halacha, Vazele Shani, Bishyasim in Reish Ches, Echtoi Bishem HaMafoshim, Ein Hatam Bishisim Mishim Rufur, and he says, as we mentioned in, in the opening lines of the Magna Vrom this understanding of Shisisa why Shisisa is Shahakal whether it's because it's a refuah or because it's a liquid etc is a big Machlekes Rishonim and therefore the Bishyasa says it's not so poshut to be able to say that anything which is a refuah is not considered an Eichel if Shisisa is a Shahakal not because it's a refuah but because it's a drink etc or for some other reason Rashi doesn't know because of refuah in the Gemara most Rishonim don't know like that if that's the case, then I don't have a right to this halacha. I shall see Vov. Vim Cain, the Kavona Hishmita Rabbis Yosipoi. That says Bimogna Vrom. Since the Bimbedeka Bias has this little addition to the Bishasiv, that it's not so straightforward, this halacha, that something which is the refuah you make a shako. Because many Rishanim Lesh sees the different need. Then says the Magna Vrom, the fact that the Machabah doesn't mention it here in Shulchan Aruch would imply the Machabah doesn't agree with this halacha. Since many Rishanim Lesh sees it differently. She says because it's a it's a drink, not because it's the refuah. Then anything which is the refuah is still considered a neichel, and I should make its original bracha. I can't. I don't have this chiddush now that something which is the refuah is not is not considered enough of a neichel to retain its original bracha. I don't have that chiddush, so the machab left it out. Then came the kavonish mitay harav b'shasupoi. Kim the reva poi skin chayikim alav. But sarichin al haramah shekoshvoi. If that's the case, now we have a question: Why did the Ramah quote this halacha when the Bishyasim himself says that Rov Rishonim disagree with this understanding of Shisisa, and therefore we don't have a source for this halacha? So why did the Bishyasim? Why did the Ramah write it here in, in his mapper on, on the on his agos on the mechaber? Be'efsha the Mary she'en toivim lechol. Maybe here we're talking about where this, these fruits are not really good for eating. Even, even something which is a refuah, and primarily eaten as a refuah, you would, you would still make the original brocham. Maybe the remark is talking about something which is not really not nice to eat. Now, it can't be inedible. It can't be medicine like we know it. Because then you don't make shakal either. Something which is inedible, you don't make shakal. And it can't be too edible, because then, even though it's a refuah, the Mogadabram would like to suggest, I'd make a bracha of whatever it is. So it's got to be somewhere in between. It's got to be something which is not edible enough. Even though it's only the refuah, it's not completely edible, but it's not totally inedible. It's somewhere in the middle. That's the Ramah's talking about. Big Chiddush, no, no more. Big Chiddush. But you see how the Nisikainu all the time, they struggle. They struggle to, to come to some clarity in Hechus It's not only us that are struggling. See, the Nisikainu is struggling all the time. And here you have another another Morgan of Rome where he's trying to understand a simple Ramah and it ends up with, with being, being extremely complicated. Extremely complicated. Why is the ginger not in this? Because um, we've already learned ginger together with um, the egos. We've already discussed an egos. And we're going to see in the, in the, in the Taz now a little bit. Why the egos is uh, also candied. And we've already made a brock on it. on the egos which is candied. So we're going to discuss why. what's the difference between that and here now. 
we make our eight on a, a candied egos. We've learned that already in Seminarish Gimel. Chavushim or gindash. So quinces or cherries. Kadei levai in yanzam. We're going to run through this taz at a bit of speed, and I'll explain to you the bits which are relevant. I don't want to go through the whole thing because we have to remember the Gemara in in, in Brachas and Daflamid Zayin on the base, and it's not really it's a sugar we've learnt and the Gemara in Yomer Peyalef we've learnt it together here in Tuesday night. We learnt it when we learnt the Mogen Avram, when we learnt the halachas of, of pepper and ginger, as the professor is so worried about the ginger. Uh, and if I don't want to have to go through the whole sugi again, I'm going to run through it briefly because there are one or two halachas which are interesting and relevant. And as I said to you before, where he argues with the earlier Mogen Avrams, though they're not mentioned here on the page, he does argue with the Mogen Avrams a bit earlier. So let's run through this quickly. Nobi Divriatozal. He wants going to mention the Torah, the originally origin of this halacha. But Al Hamurba, I don't know what Murba is. But I suppose it's some type of a fruit. Hamrukach Bedvash, which is candied and spiced with honey. Hoyinerli Levorichalav Shahakol. It would appear to me that you should make a bracha Shahakol. Benim Hoyo Asim Mechavushim Mivrodim, where it was made. Uh, with uh, the fruit of a quince or with a rose or, I mean, or different types of grasses because the dvash is the primary ingredient so here the Torah would like to suggest that you make a bracha shahakal even though we learned earlier on, on a nut which is fried in honey you make a bracha that's different because the egg is, is complete and it's in the the actual nut is there then he quotes those who argue and the Torah finishes off and says even though my initial reaction to this question was it should be shahakal but since they, they argue the makadmonim argue and therefore I'm a vatl my, my das and the bracha you're going to make now is going to be ho'etzo, adoma, etc. as a mechava paskans. The Gemara Isa. Now he goes off on a tangent. The Gemara Isa. The Yomadaf Pialaf. Omerav Kas Pilpalin Oizangvilim B'Yemakipurim Potter. This is a Gemara in, in Yuma. It's a Gemara in Brachas. If you chewed pepper or ginger on Yom Kippur, you're potter because it's not considered edible. Pirish Rashish Ein Zed Derech Achilose. It's not the normal way to eat it. Omerav Nachman Haihu Malta Da'asmi Behandoi. So the Gemara then goes and asks from Rib Nachman, who talks about a product that would come from India, a humalta. Humalta is a type of a ginger mixture with mixed with lots of different spices that you, one would drink, eat primarily for medicinal purposes. They would grind and flavor different types of spices, ground spices with honey, and the Bishyasu explains it to mean ginger. Shari. Shari is permitted to eat. Rashi learns what does it mean it's permitted to eat? Mishum Bishul Akum. Because of Bishul Akum. Shanechal Kemashu Chai. Because it's, it's eaten as it is neat. Alma Necheles Keshi Chai. So we see that, we see that ginger is edible. And if ginger is edible, then why do we say that if you eat ginger on Yom Kippur, that you don't, you're potter, you're not chayv. That's the Gemara's question there. Shemar answers, like Kasha, that's the same Gemara's question in Masechus Brachas as well. Like Kasha, Habra Tifta, Habi Abeshta, that's not, that's not yeah. difficult. Habra Tifta, Habi Abeshta. Nimsa Lonu, the high humalta maibra Tifta. So we see that what we're talking about here, this humalta that is edible when it's chai, is only a Tifta. 
the Mavarach Lo Beri Adam. If that's the case, then Ritipta is Nechal Kashuchai, and there's no Bishalakum, and it's Brach is Beri Adam. But if it's Yavesh, I have no proof that it's edible at all. And if I do eat it, it's a Beri Adam. Achari Kuach Bedvash after I've spiced it and eaten it and mixed it with honey. Eladu Hu Pashut Shein Chelik B'Zelin Yibracha. Except the reason why we say you make a Beri Adam on Hu Malta. Oh, which is Yabeshta, on Yabeshta, sorry, on Yabeshta, which has been candied, is because why should we say there's a difference in Brachet? Kim the Bali de Achila, Mavarachal Abay Pradama, Kumay Shadvar Shatayvim Yesa Achabishal. So he's now quoted the Schiddish of the Magna Vram as a Poshet. We have no source for it, but why should we differentiate between the Tifton and and Yabeshta when it comes to Brachet? We only make a difference between Rotov and Yabesh, only we got to Bishal Akum, the Mutta Dafka Berotov, which is permitted only because it's because it's rotten, because it's fresh. Kimishan Echak Shuchai, of the Yavish Osamishum Bishal Akum, but Yavish should be awesome because of Bishal Akum, and then came Bishla Yisrael, unless Yisrael cooked it with Osma Vachalim by Pradoma. Now, this piece of Taz, the Taz says that dried ginger is, there's an Issa of Bishal Akum, the Mognavram vehemently disagrees with this, a bit earlier in Simon Reish Gimel, in the Mognavram Sikot and Dalit. If you have a look there, you'll see that the Mognavram disagrees. Do you know why he disagrees? Because the Mognavram says that even, this, even though Rotov is not edible, when it's chai, neat, but it is edible if I eat it together with some bread. I can put some dry ginger with some honey, put it on my bread. And don't tell me that the fact that I can eat it chai with bread is not sufficient. I've got to eat it neat, neat, neat without any addition at all. Because he said otherwise, salted fish should be, should also be bishalakum. And nobody ever says it's bishalakum salted fish. Salted fish has to be eaten together with passas, we've learned in the Mishnah. You eat salted fish, meliach, and pas. Because you, you, the maniach is too strong, the salted fish is too, too much brine, too much salt there. And yet we don't say bishalakum. So the Mognavram disagrees vermily with this taz. We have a, a very big machlekis taz of Mognavram in hilchus bishalakum, not relevant hilchus brachus, where the salmon which can be eaten neat, but as a mixture, is considered eaten neat. Or do we say it's going to be eaten neat on its own? And the, the piskachuva, the, the sharachuva, not sharachuva, the piskachuva in Yeridea quotes the, the, this machlekis and pasken is more like Mognavram, as far as I remember. So here we can see now the understanding behind the Machlekes of the Torah and his friends. That's Poshet. If a person wants to eat honey and he wants to add some spices and spices honey, and his primary reason why he's eating this is for the honey, of course he makes a broch only on the Dvash. And the Psalmim are considered secondary if the primary purpose why he's eating this is for the psalmim and he then candies them with honey so that he can eat the psalmim and he adds because the, the poskim as we're going to see in Seafield Base though the Mechaba doesn't know like this but the poskim take on the, the Definition of Ike and Tofel is more like Tasius mentions in Mesechta's Brochus. The beginning of Kesem Avachin depends on the, on the percentage of the food. The majority food is always the Ike. The purpose of eating is not really the definition of what. We do find it once or twice in Chazal. We find it a bit with Meliach and Pas. But the 
the main reason that defines what's Ikh and Tafel is majority. And that's what he says. Yes, because yes, habmen harbe. Merakam bedvash. Pshita mashem mavarich kebechas absamim. Vainu malta de begemar shizuchanu. Ki pligia tov bechaveir. When does the Torah and his friends argue? Bem oisa achilim in vrodim okiyetz behem. When you make a food out of vrodim or some other uh, equivalent, some other grass which is inedible in its own right. Sheim ben shumtam el acher ikuach bedvash. It has no Flavor of its own, only after you candy it with honey. That also says you can't compare this to an egg which should be fried in honey. So the brochas are very The egg who shalim, because the egg is complete. It's called an egg. They don't even look like a leaf anymore. And you can't compare it to a where the psalm is a primary ingredient and it's taste and it can be tasted when you eat the honey you're tasting you're eating the besomim with the honey rather than the honey with a bit of psalm in it the varid has no taste of its own and, and, and it's not edible on its own and it's only edible when you put it together with honey that means the ikka what turns this into food is the honey therefore the friends say the dvash is ikka sorry the tos said the dvash is ikka his friend said no there's no difference between a rose leaf a uh, rose petal and crushed shamim they're both considered like humalta and the primary ingredient is the varied and the honey is just a, a means to enable you to eat it even though it's one stage more than the normal case of Malta, we still consider we look at it as if you cooked it in water we don't say because what enabled you to eat this vegetable that wasn't edible raw is the water therefore we should make a bracha because the enabler was water, we don't say that so here as well, even though the enabler what enables this vera to be eaten is the honey. We don't say the honey becomes the and therefore they grow on a tree. Because the rose bush has a different fruit. And the brodim are considered the flowers. So I'm not quite sure exactly what he's referring to here. If he talk, he's talking about the same rose bush as the Morgan of Rome. They, they, they answer the question slightly differently. He doesn't say that there's a clear fruit. He says, Okay, maybe. And the Mechaba Paschal is like the Chaverim because the Torah himself says that he's going to uh, be subordinate to his friends. This is a, a, a question which I don't want to learn. It's just a complicated uh, side question on the tour and it's not really relevant halacha. The bits which are relevant halacha we've learned now in this Taz, the Taz is mechalik between between a Bishul Akum and a Brocha and he once suggested there is Bishul Akum on dried ginger or dried pepper. There is Bishul Akum on dried ginger and dried pepper, which would make a big problem for us because I think the, the, the black pepper that we buy without the heksha, it's, it must be baked, it must be cooked, no, it's heated up. I'm sure it is, no? It's not heat dried? Uh, sun dried or heat dried? If it's heat dried, you got a problem with Bishel, no? So, so do we get the tip? I mean, we 
Black pepper, you eat black pepper, yeah? You put it on the thing. So, according to the Taz here, it'll be Bishlakum. According to the Mogan it wouldn't be Bishlakum. That's one machlekes say. Second chiddush is that this business of the the rose, the candied rose petal, is not so straightforward. The, the Torah himself um, mentions the machlekes. Him and his friends, though he's bottle daite, he's mevatle daite to his friends. The chiddush of the rose is a big chiddush. As we saw in the Magen Avraham and the Taz, they both spell out slightly differently, but more or less to come to the same end. Uh, that's the end of Sifud Aleph. The next Taz Tesvav is Shalvaradim. There he talks about clipping Maransin the orange peels, we don't need to learn that again we've learned the whole sugi of orange peels by Arichas we learned orange peels a bit earlier, orange peels candied orange peels, and we came up with a three-way machlekes, whether you make shahakul on candied orange peels whether you make ho'etz, or you make hadoma, a three-way machlekes had to understand candied orange peels, and that was dependent that was relevant to the Gemara there, when the Gemara talks about the dine orla on the, the uh, peels of, of fruits, and the different way, two different ways had to shot in the Gemara by the peels, by the the Din Arla on clipping, on clippers, and that was the Machlekes Magen Avraham and Taz here. The Taz has one view, Magen Avraham has another view, and we saw the Elas Tomid that the the Magen Avraham quoted with a third view. And those were the three shitters when it comes to orange peels. Anybody who wants to hear it can go back and listen to it on online. Uh, I can't remember where it was, but a, a number of months ago. And Metz Hashem will come back next week. And we'll run through your base, you'd give me, and you'd give me your base, you give me a hard because the Machaber is unclear and the Nosekanim don't, don't like them at all and they just more or less go off on their own so we'll try and as best as we can be with some clarity next week finish off the simon and we can move on to simon thank you very much Robert. Sure. Thank you. Thank you.